Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Creative Native, the podcast featuring Native athletes all across this great country and globe of ours. I'm really excited. I have a special announcement. Um, ring the ring the ring the alarm here. A uh, special announcement today. Um, we've been into some discussions with um, a few people or at Brent at IndianSports.com, um, and we're going to start kind of doing a little partnership cross promotion with Indian Sports, where they'll be um, helping us out with promoting the podcast, helping us out with connecting to athletes, but really just um, hoping to collaborate because it's something that Indian sports has always wanted to kind of get get involved in as well as doing podcasting and um, bringing another medium and kind of just giving you another look at Native athletes beyond the stat sheet and um, kind of really diving in deep with them. And so we thought that since we're kind of doing this partnership, I told we and Brent talked and we, I wanted to give you kind of the background on him and Indian sports and what, um, all the great stuff he's been doing. So, um, this will kind of, kind of be like a background history lesson before we kind of dive in with our next athlete. So, so yeah, so coming up, we have Brent at Indian sports. If you haven't indiansports.com. Uh, letter N, letter D, letter N, and then sports. Uh, follow them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter. Um, just constant content around all the native athletes. And Brent has some really cool stories about the, the early days and some of the early athletes that they covered and some of the really cool stuff that they've gotten to do with Indian sports. So um, give us a listen. And as always, please reach out and Let us know who you want to hear from next, which Native athletes are doing really cool things, who do you want to hear more from. Um, But yeah, just let us know. Um, Leave us a review. Give us a rating. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate all your listens. But yeah, here's Brent. What's your your background? Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Oklahoma and uh, in a little small town outside of Tulsa. And... um, I went to college at Haskell Indian Nations University and uh, graduated with a two-year degree and uh, went on to finish my four-year at Missouri State University and um, got my degree in computer information systems and pretty much been working in technology for the past 20 years or so. Wow. So what was it like growing up uh, outside of Tulsa? Big family, small family? Uh, yeah, we had a big family. I had a lot of uh, aunts and uncles, and so I had a lot of cousins. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, always fun around the holidays or family gatherings and birthdays and stuff like that. We always had um, uh, a lot of family show up and support and stuff like that. So it, it was nice. Yeah. How did you get into sports? Did you play sports or did you watch sports? What was your link to sports? Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much, you know, from the time I was a young age, I was always interested in uh, basketball and football. And so, um, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, you get to watch Oklahoma football um, uh, on the TV and stuff like that. So I always kind of grew up uh, uh, watching those teams play in the uh, 70s and 80s and stuff like that. Um, But in high school and stuff like that, I uh, started off playing basketball, and then I switched to uh, running, so I did the track and field and the cross country, and I was actually pretty good at it. Uh, But I've always kind of been a sports fan, you know, of watching 
different sports on TV, uh, basketball, like I said, and golf and uh, things like that. So it's always kind of been like a, a sports fan. Um, yeah. And, and um, I just kind of, you know, just grew up watching those things. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So would you say you're uh, still a Sooner fan? Is that your... Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. follow the Sooners uh, since the time I was young. <laughs> yeah. So always cheer them on as much as I can. Good to uh, know. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, how did you end up at Haskell? How did you find out about it? Or did you have family that went there? How did you get kind of connected there? Well, yeah, actually, I did have a lot of family, people, uh, uh, aunts and uncles that had came to school here uh, when it was when it was different times. At different times, it had been a high school or a trade school or a junior college. So I had different relatives that um, came to school here during those times. And um, uh, even my high school cross-country coach had uh, came to school here. So he, he kind of told us about it and educated us about it. So um, I ended up coming here a few years after I graduated high school. And... Um, my plan was to come here for maybe a semester or two, and, you know, transfer to uh, another school. But actually, when I got here, I ended up meeting so many different people from so many different tribal nations uh, that I ended up just like staying and everything. And it yeah. was a really neat experience because I was going to college, um, getting my degree, but also was learning about all the different uh, tribal cultures uh, that exist out there. Because, you know, when you grow up in your neck of the woods, wherever you're from, whatever reservation you're in, community or something that's your world that's your viewpoint mm-hmm. of how you know how culture is done how language is done how ceremonies are done and then when you go into uh visit with people from other reservations from different states and they talk about their customs and beliefs and, and cultures and ways and foods and stuff like that you're like wow i didn't know that exists you know so that was kind of really eye-opening experience to kind of learn about you know you know um, different uh cultures and tribal nations and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I ended up here at, at Haskell. Um, and then, like I said, I graduated, went on to uh, get my bachelor's degree. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I went to a kind of a, a, they called it a native American fly-in program at Dartmouth when I was in like a junior in high school. And it was amazing just seeing how many different kind of cultures and just what people look like, what people look like. I mean, you had everything from like blonde, the blondest blonde to like the darkest dark, you know, and like just that little taste of it. I, I can imagine being at high school. It's just like so cool to just be around people that with all the different backgrounds and cultures. Yeah, it was very eye-opening experience. And, uh, and actually, you know, and fast forward, you know, from the time I graduated, you know, 20 years ago, and you know, that's where I, I currently work as well. So um, I really get to continue to experience that uh, as well. Yeah. So then it, going to Missouri State, was that a big change or was that, what was that like? Well, that was, yeah, definitely a change, definitely a change. But it was, it was you know, um, it was a good, a good experience. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I grew up going to public school, so this was kind of no different than being in a public school in, in my eye. And, and I met a lot of great people there and uh, learned a lot uh, in and out of class uh, from other people who were pursuing the same degree that I was. So from a, a professional standpoint, man, I, I, I really enjoyed myself there and met a lot of people who were just as, as excited about technology as 
as I was. Cause, yeah. You know, you know, because when people get called computer nerds or whatever, yeah, people want to call them. It's like when they get together, it's it's a rarity to find people who get excited about coding or programming or yeah, uh, you know, configuring stuff. And it was a good experience to be around that environment. And like I said, it's kind of honed my skills there and and uh, turned that into a degree. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I, it's when you find your kind of, uh, <laughs> um, for lack of a better term, tribe like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really fun. Um, so, did you? What after after that? Did you go back to um, Kansas, or what was? Yeah, kind of- actually, I did come back to Kansas. I was always looking for uh, technology jobs, and uh, um, um, I figured Kansas City area would probably be more. Uh, a lot more variety and options in the city for technology than moving back home. Um, so I did come back to Kansas and ended up getting a, a job with a software company where I worked for uh, a number of years and stuff like that. And eventually a position came up in that Haskell in the technology department. And uh, I ended up accepting a position there where, where I'm currently at. Yeah. And how long have you been back there? Oh, man. I would say maybe about 15 years, I guess. Wow. That's awesome. That's great. That's, that's really great. So, and then you had kids along the way, right? Yeah. I got three kids. Uh, One's out of college, I mean, uh, out of high school and I got two in, uh, in, uh, one in junior high and one in grade schools. Yeah. And they're all super involved in sports too, right? Yeah. They all stay pretty active. Even my son, he, he, uh, he's, um, uh, Plays golf, played golf in high school, so it's obviously, you know, cost a lifelong sports, so he still enjoys that. Yeah. And, you know, my younger ones do soccer and volleyball, softball, uh, stuff like that. So, keeps nice. us busy. <laughs> yes, for sure, year-round. So, the big th- the big idea of Indian sports, how did that how did that start? Where did that come from? Well, when I was in my years at Haskell, uh, uh, I met a... Uh, uh, a fellow classmate, his name was uh, John Harjo, and uh, you know when you go to college, you know wherever you go to college, you know if there's somebody from your hometown or home state, you can really build that instant connection. And being at Haskell is, you know, no different. No matter what tribe you're from, everybody kind of gravitates from being from the same state and stuff like that. So yeah. John and I had, you know, we're you know big Sooner fans and stuff like that. So we kind of had that that connection going and. We just, you know, ended up being, becoming pretty good friends, and 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 so uh, when I went off to college, uh, he ended up staying uh, here and going to college at Kansas for for a bit, and so we always stayed in, in, in communications and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, I came back uh, quite a bit, quite a bit uh, to Lawrence and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, one weekend we were just talking about, you know, hey, we should do a website. I was like, yeah, that, that'd be kind of neat. So, you know, we, we talked about it and said, what should we do? And they're like, well, we should, you know, we decided we should do a uh, sports website for, for Native Americans. And, and that's kind of where it started was just, you know, um, trying to um, fill a void that was going on with uh, what we thought with Native media where, you know, in the Native mainstream media, all you read is uh, articles about, tribal politics, tribal corruption, mm-hmm. uh, government, tribal relations issues and stuff like that. But there were a lot of great athletes at the time that people didn't hear about. 
Yeah. You know, when we when we started, you know, Notable Gay was was a prime example. He was three wins or four wins on the PGA Tour, you know, two wins in a year, and nobody even knew who he was. You know, and it's like this just amazes me. Yeah. And there was also a guy that was playing defensive back for the Detroit Lions. His his name was Kyle Supernall. He was an Osage out of Oklahoma, and again, nobody knew who he was or yeah. even heard of him. So we thought, well, let's let's do a website to see if we can just tell people about all these great athletes that are out there playing college and professional sports um, to, to just kind of get the word out about them. And, you know, so that's kind of how it started. It was just kind of people that we had known mm-hmm. or knew of, um, that, and we wanted to share that information with the world. So that's kind of how Indian Sports came about. Yeah. And so I find that, so that's interesting. You were, at first you were just kind of like, let's start a website and you weren't really sure what it was going to be about. Right, yeah, because yeah. I mean, we were we were talking about even doing you know our own native news website, but we're like, you know, you know what positive news is out there that we can cover? How are we going to find it? And blah blah blah, and it was just becoming well, let's do a sports one because we we're both sports fanatics, and because uh, John grew up the same way, he played football, volleyball, um, uh, just all kinds of sports. Uh, he actually even had a volleyball scholarship to go to, to college before he came to Haskell. Yeah, he ended up he ended up blowing out his ankle, so that kind of ended up into mm-hmm. his career. But uh, and that's how he ended up at Haskell. But um, he he uh, so that's kind of how we started in his sports was just you know some way to promote these uh, athletes that people know about didn't know about. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Was there a moment when you were like, "Wow, this is actually a big deal"? Like, or you feel like you kind of had that like big moment where you've really reached. A big, big audience. Yeah, I, th- I think when we first started, we were like, you know, um, we were like, well, being at Haskell, you know, uh, really kind of helped uh, foster our uh, growth to in the beginning because, you know, if you're going to cover Native American athletes, well, how do you know who are the Native American athletes? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no. Uh, uh, almanac you can buy there's no uh, yeah. mail, mailing list of you know or there wasn't google back then you know google didn't even exist back then so you right. can even just say give me a list of all the native athletes you know that just doesn't exist out there yeah so going to high school you know there's over uh, 150 different tribal nations uh, that represent at the university and so um, being a small college most everybody knows everybody so when we started you know by the way we started hitting up our uh, Haskell friends and alumni to say, hey, we're starting this website. I'm sure you probably have relatives or no relatives who play professional sports or college sports. Just kind of email us and let us know their name. We can, you know, kind of cover them. So that's kind of how we started getting all the all the names and stuff like that. And then um, uh, that helped us figure out who was who and, and stuff like that. But in the beginnings, it was definitely uh, a very painstaking. Uh, if you if we were, were going to ca- compare it to uh, uh, research, it would be like us starting off on a microfish. Yes. <laughs> versus, versus the technology that exists now. Yeah. Well, you know, we were having to basically go to an area, go to an area where there was a reservation, and kind of circle within 100 miles of what colleges are in that reservation area and go through the roster one by one, you know, and luckily, like I said, with Haskell, um, 
having over 150 different tribal nations. Well, we knew the last names were were, were right. names, you know, right. Day, Nez, and so on and so forth. So it was kind of easy to pick out in the in the beginning to see who was native on the roster. And if you check the profile, you know, oh yeah, that kid's natives for sure. So that's kind of how we painstakingly started the process when we first started. It's just a lot of research, a lot of uh, emails and, and stuff like that. But having that Haskell connection helped us really grow that really fast because then, you know, we'd have natives and, you know, all, uh, all across the United States, I'm from every reservation in every state. So uh, they, they were more than glad to help us with our project. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause I, I try to think about people doing dissertations and thesis like when before computers. I'm like, how did that, like, how do you even, like, that's no wonder it took like years and years and years. I'm like, just like, just the find going and like finding physical articles and like, it's such a, such a t- time suck. So what year was it actually launched, Indian Space? So in, so in 2000, and I think it was, oh man, I think it was the year 2000 actually. When I wow. think we um, had bought the domain name. And yeah and paid for some hosting kind of started with like really just kind of an intro to say we, this is what we want to do with the website and here's like the three athletes that we knew about the time yeah no that's um, so it's coming up on the 20th anniversary here soon you're gonna have to have a big yeah. celebration yeah we might have to have a, a conference or something like that yeah. or get together and see if we can gather up all these athletes over the years yeah which is kind of funny because you know you know i i remember um, a few years ago, um, in the beginning, um, like I said, back then it was just email. There was no social media back then. So, right. uh, we had just basically kind of go with, um, the people we knew from Haskell and people we knew from, uh, uh, Indian country. And that's kind of where we were getting the names. But I remember we got an email one time from a lady and she was just all excited about what we were doing with the, the website and, you know, something that's been needed for years and stuff like that. And she had a kid that played college, um, played in college, and he was playing at the Division One level, and she wanted to highlight it, like highlight him. And so, you know, she gave us um, uh, all the information and stuff like that. And we're like, this is cool. This is like kind of what we're, this is what we're wanting to do. We want people to come to us, yeah. provide the information to us, so that way we don't have to kind of do all the research. We have people coming to us and, and um, he it ended up being this athlete was Jacoby Ellsbury. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> and uh, he was still just a junior in uh, in college. Yeah. And she was giving us all his background from the Northwest where he was from and stuff like that, and the tribes and stuff like that. So it was kind of it was kind of interesting, or it's kind of funny looking back how some of these parents that we used to have email communications now are parents of these, you know big star, big time athletes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so, he would have never, he would have never like touted himself either. He's just not that kind of guy. Right. That's, that's awesome. Oh uh, yeah. Especially, yeah. In the Pacific Northwest, like no one's going to hear about you. That's, yeah, exactly. that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, so was there a point, like, did was there a turning point where it was like, you you felt like it was less research on your end and more of like people coming to you or like that you kind of felt like you like Indian sports had like made it to the certain like prestigious level or something was there any kind of has there been has there been that kind of moment yeah I think so I think because when we first started out um you know I think 
you know, 2000, 2001, then we finally started getting more traffic on the website. And again, you got to remember that this was in the world before social media. And so back then, the only thing that people had, so what we decided to do was create a uh, forum as part of our website. And the idea behind the forum was, well, uh, it would be another avenue for people to go online and share different native athletes with us instead of if they couldn't find us, if they couldn't find our email or whatever the case, then at least they could post names of the athletes and we would just kind of uh, keep track or follow them from that point once we knew who they were. So so we started the forum in, in the early 2000s and that really just kind of took off. Um, and then um, there was really kind of nothing like it at that point. Um, uh, the, so we started creating uh, different categories and it was just driving uh, a lot of traffic to our website and people just became huge fans of it because it was this, you know, here was this native forum about sports and then we added other categories like powwows and, and issues and stuff like that. Um, and then it just kind of grew, you know, with the website. And then, you know, we were checking our tri- uh, statistics, you know, like maybe 2004, by 2004, 2005, you know, we were doing about 4 million hits a month. Um, wow. And, um, Eventually, it got that's a, a lot. Back. That's a lot now, but that's a huge amount in 2004. Yeah, back then, yeah. yeah. So that kind of really helped, you know, um, jumpstart our website to become to become more mainstream in Indian country. But at the same time, it started to get away from us a little bit too, because people were starting to focus more on the non-sports type uh, categories and information from which we had originally started. So we did a revamp a few years later after, and just got completely rid of the forum. Mm. Uh, and they said, well, this is, this was just about the native athletes. You know, we always wanted to and continued to always want to make it about the native athletes and, and giving them the, the proper exposure and stuff like that. So, um, so then we got rid of that forum and, and of course we lost a lot of traffic and, and we were, we were, uh, prepared to do that, but we wanted to keep it to the core of what we were wanting to do. And then by the time, you know, the, uh, uh the, about five or six later, as social media started to grow, I think that's really where we kind of had a, uh, I wouldn't say a rebirth, but kind of like a regeneration of creating a whole new generation of Indian sports fans because a lot of people didn't know us. uh, After we lost the forum, people kind of lost interest in kind of what we were doing. So it was kind of like a a rebirth of, you know, of the website and using social media uh, has really allowed us to, explode yeah uh, over the over the past uh you know uh, seven uh what is it, six years or so and um, it's also made our jobs a lot easier to connect with native athletes and find native athletes uh, as well because now that people have instant access to us um through a messenger or through an inbox or whatever the case may be so that's really kind of been beneficial for us and and on the flip side you know uh, we can also have instant access to uh, athletes probably more than they want but yeah uh, but it's 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 more it's more uh, it's not as challenging now to find the athletes like it was in the beginning yeah gotta slide in those dms i've been doing that a lot with my research <laughs> yeah <laughs> like exactly. hey um so like in my dissertation, speaking of my, like my research stuff, like I'm focusing on native athletes giving back to their community. And that, so I was just wondering if you can speak anything uh, about that a little bit and how you um, came to realize, like just 
was there kind of this, this over, like, for me, it was like this overwhelming sense of like, wow, these, all these athletes are doing something to like give back to their community. And I was like, it seemed like more overwhelmingly just because of our connections to our community. But I was just wondering if that kind of ever stood out to you when you were doing this work. Yeah, I think that's been something that, uh, you know, when we first started talking about Indian sports, it, it became, let's do a website. And then as years went on, John and I always discuss, you know, uh, because we know there are a lot of uh, challenging issues in every Native community. And those are all documented that, mm-hmm. you know, it's very tough and challenging in those communities. And so over the years, as we continue to come up uh, and grow Indian sports, it was always uh, our hope that these athletes that we cover would become uh, kind of the beacons of these communities. And it didn't have to be someone from the com- community. It was great. I mean, if it was, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, taking, you know, uh, say Jacoby Ellsbury, like going back to Jacoby, you know, um, so maybe some kid on some reservation in California or Florida or New York would see him and see his highlights or see his information and say to themselves, hey, that's something that I want to do. If he can do it, if he's Native, I'm Native. He can do it, I can do it. And that was kind of always our hope that when we were highlighting these athletes that people would take inspiration from it somehow or some form and uh, uh, try to better themselves and better their communities. Uh, so I think it's really cool now that a lot of these athletes that we highlight in college uh, when they graduate, now they want to become uh I shouldn't say now, but they've always wanted to become uh, active in their communities. And I think now more and more what we see is is people wanting to be in those role model positions. They mm-hmm. want to be that leader of their uh, tribe or, or community. So I think that's really cool um, that they're doing camps, they're doing outreach things. Uh, I was talking to a, a former player who finished up her college career uh, this week, actually. And uh, she's talking about starting a recruiting website uh, to strictly for natives uh, yeah. so that they can get the type of uh, exposure that they need that, that they don't get because yeah. of some, sometimes of their isolation, whether they're from a, a small reservation in the middle of you know, South Dakota or Barrow, Alaska. You know, uh, she wants to be able to get exposure for those kids too, not just the ones that play on the uh, AAU um, circuit and stuff like that. So, yeah. so definitely, I'm starting to see a lot more of these um, athletes take uh, those type of initiatives, and I think that's really cool. And we're glad to support them uh, in any way that we can, whether it's connecting people or getting their information out. You know, we just want to see people, no matter which reservation or community they're from, succeed at life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's just so inspiring to see. I just I love it. And it's, it's so just natural. It's not something that's really forced, which is really nice. And um, I just love the kind of keeping that circle going of helping others kind of get yeah. And the recruiting website. It sounds like just such a great idea. It's just, it's another thing that's just very much needed for sure. Just getting the, um, getting people the coverage they need um, when they're from, because even if they're not from a res, they're usually from a more obscure, smaller school, and it's harder to kind of get get known out there. Right, so, and kind of going, yeah, go. going back to the uh, beginnings of Indian sports, that was one of the things that was kind of 
early decided, you know, when we started talking about Native American athletes, we're like, well, who are we going to cover? Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it and we're like, there's, there were just going to be no way that we would have enough resources or time to cover high school athletes and mm. stuff like that. Cause we're thinking, wow, there's probably literally hundreds of thousands of Native American, uh, athletes competing in high school and there's just be no way that we would have the time or resources to put that together so when we started we focused strictly on college and professional athletes because uh, we felt those were um, going to be an area that we could cover and handle right but, but man you know first starting out we didn't realize it was going to be so hard to find some of the athletes like we know there are people out there in college we just kind of find them but you know, as we started out, we were like, wow, there's really not a lot of Native athletes in college. This, this has to change. Yeah. And so that's why we continue to stick with just covering college athletes because, and professionals, it's like we wanted them, you know, it's like if you want to get on Indian sports, then you got to get to college. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what kind of we thought would be a reward or incentive for the Native youth to see, you know, they wanted to be featured or focused in on Indian sports. You know, they got to get to college and compete. Yeah, for sure. And that's another thing I think a lot of people don't realize that it's, you know, it's just you and, you know, a couple other guys, right? It's not, and it's not your full-time job. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It's not my full-time job. And luckily, uh, I've been able to meet um, uh, uh, some students who, over the years who kind of share um, a similar interests, but they have more of an interest in becoming uh, uh whether it's video journalist or uh, journalist in general, um, they want a career in media communication somehow. Mm -hmm. um, so I've given them the uh, opportunity to uh, kind of intern with us and get that experience uh, and exposure to covering college and professional athletes. So, uh, so these guys get an opportunity to cover professional uh, football or go into a bowl game and so they get to go into these uh, media rooms and have these conversations with a lot of these coaches that you see on tv given post-game news reports you know here's our guys asking questions and doing interviews and stuff like that so for us and for and for them it's a, it's a good experience and it's good exposure because we get our name out there in the media world and uh, they get experience doing interviews with athletes so that way uh, when they finish their college career and they have their resume uh, and you go into a room with, you know, 20 other recent college graduate, well, your resume is going to say that you had a chance to interview uh, X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. So, so that's kind of, kind of what we are doing with the interns that want to be photographers for us or they want to be uh, news writers for us. You know, we just give them that access, uh, get them the access they need to, uh, uh, to get experience yeah yeah that's such a great experience and it, but i'm Yeah, it's really hard to narrow down to say yeah. that, uh, you know, 
one event was more exciting than the other, but because I always meet, I always enjoy uh, visiting these athletes right after the game. You know, we always get the opportunity to like, introduce myself, who we're with, and then their eyes kind of get a little bit big. And yeah. like, that's cool. And so it's always good, you know, to have uh, these working relationships with the athletes over the years. I mean, the list goes on and on that I've been able to have conversations with. And most of my conversations with them aren't even about sports. Right. Just talking about family, life, uh, stuff like that, you know, whether it's Bronson Caney, uh, you know, Lakota Beatty, uh, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury, you know, the Big uh, You know, just all these people. Shawnee and Judge Sean, you know, it's just really neat to have human, normal conversations. Yes, yes. And so getting credentialed to attend and cover that because we have, you know, uh, Native athletes uh, on the men's side that are, that are in the Big 12 Conference. So, the you know, a couple of years ago, covering the Big 12 Conference uh, tournament championship and, you know, sitting alongside, uh, uh, you know, the Fran Franchillas of the world and Holly Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so amazing. Like, I just, I've been to a few events where I've, like, been in, the like, the media room, and it's just, like, 
when it's like all oh, these people that you see on TV and like you hear on TV. So it's really overwhelming. That's got to be such a cool moment. Um, what do you what do you hope for the future of Indian sports? Like, what do you see the next five ten years? You sh- keep keep growing. Well, I think you know the the idea was always to keep uh, uh, keep it fresh and keep it going and keep it interesting and stuff like that. For sure, yeah. Just like this podcast, I'm trying to, trying to give you guys another one here. That's perfect. I love it, and you, you've been nothing but supportive. So I, you definitely practice what you preach. So I'm uh, really excited to get this going. Um, but yeah, so everyone should check out IndianSports.com on the daily basis. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook and all those good places. It's like my daily kind of go to. It's like my kind of one of the first websites I look at, or first or last of the day. Um, but yeah, that's really kind of all I had for you, Brent. Did you want to add anything else? Yeah, I just want to say, yeah. you know, I really appreciate you kind of starting this podcast. And, and uh, you're going to uh, visit and talk with uh, so many different Native athletes from all over Indian country. And, and you're going to get to, people are going to get to know who these people really are and, and hear from them on a personal level, uh, as opposed to just reading their stats or accomplishments on our, on our website or social media. Uh, you'll really get to hear, you know, their kind of way they were raised you'll get to hear um their uh, things that made them successful and 
how to be successful and the things that they do that's helped them be successful. So I think that will be something that, uh, for your listeners to, to really kind of uh, listen in and listen to these athletes and, and hear what's makes, what makes them uh, tick, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Indian Sports is going to be glad to promote, be a part of this, and, you know, we'll do everything that we can to make sure people can uh, listen to those podcasts. Yeah, no, I'm just, it's been uh, something I've been wanting to do forever. I've kind of dabbled here and there, and I just love the medium. I think it's just such a convenient, you know, listen to on your way to work or on your run or whatever. And it's just a really cool way to um, feel like you're just having a, you're kind of in on the conversation with people. And that's really, I just want to kind of give people another side to these athletes and to see like what other cool things they're into and what other things that like they can kind of expose to the listeners and the readers of Indian sports. So um really excited about this. Um, I'll um, really look forward to keeping this going and definitely I'll be reaching out to you for athlete recommendations and especially the listeners too, if they have anybody I, they think I should talk to, but really excited to get really a broad range too, from our international athletes that are competing now to, um, even down to the high school, um, high school level too. So it should be really fun. Cause I know, um, there, there's so many out there just, a um, a matter of time. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. And I think, uh, people will be, um, uh, really excited about hearing uh, those conversations that you have and just like I said you've just given people an opportunity to really get to know these athletes on a personal level outside of the playing field yeah yeah, for sure. And when when we get our twentieth anniversary, we can have like a forum and have a kind of a board. So we'll take it even further, get some video involved. So who knows what we'll be up to then? But um, well, thank you, Brent. Thank for everything that you do. Um, it's just you've been such an inspiration. So um, yeah, just have a great rest of your day. I'm really excited to get this going. All right, thanks. Enjoyed enjoyed having being on the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brent. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay.